I've got a, a gentleman who never made more than, than $70,000 a year married, which is a lot of money. Okay. Right. So, but he was able to save and, and amass well into the seven figures. He was so disciplined and he invested the right way, was very smart and never, ever lived above his means. You know, you have a plan, you're disciplined, you stick to it and good things can happen. It's the Retirement Trainer with Ed Siddell, a podcast about helping you find ways to become financially fit for your future, no matter what kind of shape you're in now. I'm Heather Branch, and on the show today, how much do you need? 500,000, 1 million, 5 million? If you've ever tried to just Google, how much money do I need to retire? Then you've certainly been mind boggled by all of the different opinions people have. So, How can you begin to determine how much you actually need in your nest egg? Ed Zidell is here to help us figure that out. Hi, Ed. Hey, good morning, Heather. How are you? Doing fine. Just trying to keep it all together before it all falls apart in the way of this financial crazy world that we live in. topsy-turvy, up and down, depending on the day, right? And it keeps moving. The needle, it's its a constant chase to figure it out because I just recently read that what was once said, you need a million dollars to retire comfortably. Now that has moved. People are saying Mm-mm, it's 1.5 now or even 1.7 for just the average American to comfortably retire. Even a million bucks is not enough anymore. Uh, it's a moving target. Yeah. And thanks to things like longer life expectancies and disappearing pensions, it, the responsibility has been put back on our shoulders. You know, you work your whole life. You think you can get to 65 and relax a bit, but oh no, sir, you need to rethink that mind thought. Yeah, you, you may have to get that part-time job. Right, right? well, is that, you don't something, do that. is that something that happens a lot? You know what, it does, it does. If, if you don't plan and you don't know before you retire, that's a very good possibility. And if you want to do that, great, but you don't have to, if you don't want to, as long as you plan ahead, prior proper planning prevents, uh, I'll clean it up, you know, pitifully poor performance. Right. So, you know, as long as you plan ahead, then, you know, you should be all right. Right. That's the goal is to put another P into your alliteration that you just gave us right there. (laughs) Plan ahead. And that's what you are here to help us do. You're the retirement trainer. You're here to help us figure it all out and put a plan into action. So first question I want to ask you is your opinion on that average dollar amount. When people say you need 1 million, now they're saying we need 1.5 million. Is, I mean, is there even an average? What, what, if somebody said to you, okay, well, what, what does the average person need to retire? What, what do you say? What are you spending? I mean, cause that's really what it comes down to. Everybody's okay. so different. It, two examples. I mean, absolute complete ends, different ends of the, the spectrum. I, I've got a, a gentleman who never made more than, than $70,000 a year married, which is a lot of money. Okay. Right. So, but he was able to save and, and amass well into the seven figures, okay? Um, Making just no more than was, 70 grand a year. He was so disciplined and he invested the right way, was very smart and never ever lived above his means. And so when he retired, he retired early with no debt because he's still living the way that he lived when he was working. Yeah. He, chances are he's never gonna be able to spend what he has. Was he married now, with children? Yes. This yes, is absolutely. this guy is Isn't my new crazy? hero. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. 
you know, you have a plan, you're disciplined, you stick to it and good things can happen. And then the other end of the spectrum, a gentleman that um, is a, a professional, uh, very high income earner, uh, making you know, seven figures a year plus, mm-hmm. spends every penny that uh, that he made. Really? And when we first started working with him, he wanted to retire. And we looked at it and we said, you're, you know, with the amount that you're spending, mm-hmm. okay, you're actually spending more than what you're making. All right. Now, even though he Did that had, shock uh, him, that piece of information? Uh, he didn't understand how that could happen, how yeah. he couldn't retire because right. he had a million dollars saved. And I said, well, that's going to last you a year the way that you're spending right, right now. Right, right. So again, it's not what you make, okay? It's it's what you spend. Definition of wealth, right? It's not what you you make or save, it's what you get to keep at the end of the day. So right. it's not just how much you save, but how you save it. Is it all taxable money, tax deferred money, or is it tax free? And how much are you spending? So making sure that you're living within your means is is absolutely key to being able to retire when you want to retire mm-hmm. and not running out of money because that is the number one concern for baby boomers, mm-hmm. you know, running out of money. Mm-hmm. When you're putting together a plan, it's a recipe, right? right? Heather, do you do you bake? Do you cook at all? Uh, sure. Okay. I mean, a little so, bit, you know, I guess it depends on who you okay. ask. It depends on who I'm feeding <laughs> and they eat it and they're like, well, this is cooking, I guess. Well, yeah, you definitely don't want me in the kitchen, okay? <laughs> Give me a grill. You don't want me in the okay, kitchen. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, but it, everything's a recipe, all right? Okay. Just like a financial plan, your portfolio, it's, you need to make sure that you have not just the right ingredients, but uh, the, the right amount of each ingredient. Mm-hmm. And so being able to say, okay, I need a one and a half million dollars so that I can retire. Well, it depends. You know, how much are you spending? You know, how much debt do you have? If you have enough time uh, before retirement, you can actually put together the right plan so you can get out of debt, so that you can reduce your lifestyle costs so that when you retire, you can enjoy that bucket list. And that's really what it comes down to. Okay, when you talk about that recipe and the different things that we need, the different ingredients for our retirement recipe, if you will, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about those ingredients, the common ones. 401k, for example, that's one of the most common retirement strategies people use. It seems to be just the easiest one. It's the one that is on our, in our face the most often. We, we get access to it through our employer. Uh, but that even has a contribution limit. And then there is even some situations where some people might say you don't want to invest in a 401k with your company. So tell us about the idea of a 401k and when it's best to use it. So the 401k, it's a great tool. It used to be the only way to put money into a 401k was tax deferred. So there's three types of money, taxable, tax deferred, and tax free. So tax deferred means we put money in, you're getting the deduction now, comes right off the, the top uh, income that you've earned for the year, it grows tax deferred, but when it comes out, it's 100% taxable. Okay. Over the last couple of years, the Roth option inside of the 401k has become uh, very popular. So it's the difference between taxable and tax-free. So with the Roth, you're paying taxes now, you're locking in that tax base now, and it's gonna continue to grow tax-deferred, but when it comes out, it's 100% tax-free. So depending on how you save in that 401k has an impact when you retire. So that's number one. Number two, you always wanna make sure you take full advantage of any matching 
you know, the free money. That's what I like to call it. Okay. The free money that uh, the employer is giving. Always, so in any of, case, whenever that's an option in your 401k, you want to utilize that. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And any match is 100% um, pre-tax. Okay. So it's tax deferred. Okay. So let's just say that it's a basic safe harbor 401k match, which means, you know, the first 3%, they'll match dollar for dollar. So if you put in a dollar, they'll, they'll match you dollar. So you're getting a hundred percent rate of return right off the bat. So that's free money. Okay. And then, you know, that fourth percent that you put in, uh, they'll match it another half percent. If you put in 5% of your income, they'll match it another half percent for a total of 4%. And then that's the full match, but that's free money. So you always want to make sure that you can max that out. You know, even if you, don't know um, how much you can afford to, to put into the 401k, at least start off with 1%, put a budget together, figure out how much money you have at the end of the month. And especially right now with the, the tax rates being as low as they are until 2026, you know, take advantage of these lower tax rates because when they sunset, they're going to revert back and go to the higher tax levels um, from 2017. So if you can participate on a Roth, and have that money come out tax-free, do it. But even if you can do it 1%, each and every year, just increase it 1%, and it's going to have a huge compounding effect. So by the time you, you retire, it's going to give you the ability to to enjoy retirement and not be completely dependent on Social Security. Which is something that you have said all along. Social Security was a plan not developed to be your main source of income when you retire. People have gotten that wrong in their thought process over the last few decades. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you put a plan together, you can actually determine, you know, within a reasonable degree of uh, probability of success, mm -hmm. how much do I need to put away each and every year, especially mm -hmm. if there's a match given a certain interest rate so that I can retire if, you know, Heather, if your goal is, you know what, I'm done at 55. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how much do I need to put away between now and then so that I can retire? Or is it 60 or is it 65? Mm -hmm. And then, all right, so what's in my bucket list? Do I want to travel? Right. Do I want to take that cruise? Where do I want to go? Then you also have to incorporate healthcare costs. Okay. Because we talked about this before, how expensive healthcare is. And we haven't even touched really on long-term care. So, you know, how much money do you need? You have to look at the bigger picture. So there's all these things that, that are in this recipe that you really have to account for. And, you know, longevity. Is longevity my family? Well, yes or, or no. Well, even if it's not, let's go ahead and plan out a little bit longer because we want to make sure that you don't run out of money. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it comes down to. You know, that's why, you know, when you see the averages and you need to um, have this much to be able to retire, you know, it all depends on how much you spend. We see it all the time, you know, especially now with, with all the student loan debt, um, some of the professionals, the physicians and the dentists, you know, even at the age of, you know, 40, mid 40s, sometimes pushing 50, they still have student loans, you know, approaching six figures. Wow, so really? Helping, oh, it's crazy. That is it, crazy. And now what we're seeing a, a lot with uh, um, undergraduate degrees, we're helping a young lady get out of uh, some debt and putting together a debt plan as far as her overall financial plan. Just an undergrad degree, $164,000 in loans. The cost of education in our country in the last decade has become astronomical to say the least. It's it's only, I would say, second to healthcare. I mean, it's, it's that high and it, it's just, uh, it, it's painful, it really is. So, 
helping people get out of debt, you know, getting out of that debt cycle, living within your means, having a budget. That's so important to saying, okay, now that all that's done, I'm used to spending all that money, mm-hmm. you know, to all these other lenders. Now let's pay me. I, I'm going to take that money and max out your 401k if you have those Roth options. And there's, you know, there, there's other options that you can do with IRAs and backdoor Roths and, and Roth conversions to, to make sure that you're saving and putting money in the correct place mm-hmm. so that if you do re- want to retire at the age of 55 or 60 or 65, you have enough money saved the right way. All right. So when it comes to how much do you need as far as retirement goes, despite the fact that there are floating numbers around there of averages, the bottom line is everybody is different. I'm trying to bullet point what what we just went over. First question is how much are you spending, right? Right. Second question is what do you want your retirement to look like? Do you want to travel? Do you have, you want to buy a second home? Like what do you want to do in those years? Yeah. What's your bucket list? Absolutely. Healthcare and long-term care. What do you need to factor in for those plans? And does longevity also, I guess, fall under that umbrella, the the longevity of your life? Or is that after life, after you've passed and, and leaving behind? Uh, yeah, you know, that is part of it because, you know, if if everyone in your family passes away by, by the age of 70, even though you're healthy, mm-hmm. you know, chances are, you know, longevity is not in your future. But who knows, okay. right? You still want to plan for it. But if you come from a long line of people that live well into their 90s and, and pushing 100 or mm-hmm. over, then you definitely need to plan for it. Okay, so things to plan for just in your, I guess, genetic code. And then also debt. What are you coming to the table with as far as past decisions, whether good or bad, you know, people have debt and a lot of people have more debt than people used to have. So things to factor in. Is there anything else that I've forgotten that bullet point list? No. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure that but for every case scenario being different, I'm sure that there is something. So it's going to vary. It's going to vary for everybody. And that's why you are here to help the folks of Ohio figure it out. Ed Zadell, he is the retirement trainer looking to help you get into the best financial shape for your future. And actually, he wants to help you out immediately right now with a complimentary one-on-one financial fitness plan. Ed will sit down with you, go over everything in your portfolio. About 45 minutes is what it takes to sit down and go over all that all those things right. in your initial meeting. And then he's going to get to work to come up with a plan to help you get into better shape for your retirement. So if you would like that financial fitness plan, egsifinancial.com and click on contact there to get with the retirement trainer himself. Ed Sedell, thank you for all this information. Absolutely, Heather. Thank you. You've been listening to The Retirement Trainer with me, Ed Sedell. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe, rate, and review this show. Got a retirement question? Send me an email to ed at egsifinancial.com. You can also learn more about us at egsifinancial.com. Join me next week for more retirement training. Thanks for listening. 
Edward Siddell is an investment advisor representative of EGSI Investment Management, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than what originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. EGSI Financial Services, Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Edward Siddell NPN Insurance License Number 359-6278.